Is it clear? No. How many? Lots. Hello and welcome to Tripod, a podcast about cinema's unofficial trilogies. Three films which are not linked by the usual elements like characters or plot, but instead are connected by a director or a writer or actor or sometimes much, much less. I'm Tyree. And I'm Matt. And today, we're jumping right into the world of blood, action and ice cream with Edgar Wright's Three Flavors Trilogy. Ooh. Kicking things off with 2004's Shaun of the Dead. Damn. I like that intro. Also known as the Cornetto Trilogy as well. For those of you playing away from home. Oh yeah, the three flavors. Yeah, I noticed that in this one yeah. they have the uh, strawberry, strawberry flavor. Strawberry swirl. What do you think that means thematically? Uh, blood was uh, oh, Edgar yeah. Wright's... I should also <laughs> say this is Edgar Wright's trilogy. Yes. Edgar Wright, the famous British director. You could almost argue Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg. Oh yeah, Simon Pegg is the, their creators. Wrote, yes, he, he wrote, wrote all three of them? Together, with together Edgar? they wrote yeah. them all, yeah. But directorially, right. yes, Edgar. Yeah, he's the guy who directed this thing. And uh, This is episode one, of Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, baby. A pretty damn good movie, yeah. you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. I went into this trilogy. We should as well say that at the end of last episode when we spun the wheel for the first time officially, yeah. the wheel of trilogies, we were so... <laughs> I was very you. flat. I was really flat. We originally thought we're going to start with the the uh, Dollars trilogy because that's kind of not one of the... Well, one of the most well-known unofficial trilogies, but also like the earliest. So we thought, yeah, we'll just start with that and move on from there and mm. we'll spin the wheel from that. Obviously, we didn't do that. Yeah. Started with Bronco Bridges. Yes. Uh, of which there are no regrets. Um, <laughs> and then we spun the wheel thinking, this is great. We'll just we'll just embrace the randomness of the Bronco Bridges one. Yep. We'll go on. We'll do more random ones. And I was really excited yeah. because and there are you some put in some in wonderful there. trilogies in there that I'm like, I've never seen these movies before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then this one came up. because, And it's literally a wheel of like, what, 80, 70 or 72 something choices. trilogies yeah. so far. Choices so that it could far. have landed on, and it landed on what we probably would have done second anyway if yeah. we had been doing like let's do the most well known, you yeah. know, first, you know, and Cornetto. So I was initially just shocked. I wasn't even disappointed. Yeah. I was just like, what the hell? How did you know? What are the odds? <laughs> Turns the out it's just one decided, in seventy-two. Yeah. So we've gone from a very obscure one, which we made up retroactively yeah. to, to try, try and, and like <laughs> to horn. What, what's the expression? Horseshoe it in. Hornshoe it in. Uh, Fuck. What's the expression? Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, what is that expression? Shoehorn. Shoehorn, yeah. <laughs> horn shoe. <laughs> horn shoe it in. <laughs> oh, that's... We tried to shoehorn that into a trilogy, which kind of worked. Yeah. I like it. I like the Bronco Bridges trilogy. Uh, and so I've gone from a very, very unofficial one to a very, very official unofficial one. Yes. And before uh, we move yeah. on officially from the Bronco Bridges, I think we've, we came up in the interim between these trilogies with a bit of an ending segment for the third episode of each, each trilogy that we do, which is mm. not only, I think we talked about which one we like the most, yep. all those kind of things, but also, and whether the, whether it, um, the characters, cause in that case it was a, it was a actor trilogy, I guess you yep. could call, whereas this is a more writer, director and actor one. Um, the, the Cornetto one, I think at the end of each trilogy, we're going to discuss like to tie it all up, basically whether we think it deserves to remain in unofficial status, yep. whether we think it should be officially like sold as a box set, I think was yep. the kind of concept oh, we yeah. came up with. Like if, right. should you walk yeah. into JB Hi-Fi and which is an Australian, uh, electronic <laughs> shop in, For all you international in Australia, listeners. uh, should you walk, should you walk into that shop and be like, yeah, it's there as a trilogy. Like it's sold as one. It's, it's official. Yeah. Like should, the, should it graduate? Should yeah. it not be, or, or should, should it be viewed as unofficial or should it just be like, no, this is not one at all. Yeah. Should, so, in the case of the Bronco Bridges trilogies, should all the different studios that made those separate movies come together yeah. hand in hand in a, and in go, a you know legal what? nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And decide, you know what? We're going to release these three films that have nothing really in common except for the fact that Bronco Bridges is in all of them and release them as a box set. So with that being said, what do you think? I think definitely. You think <laughs> it is? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. No. No. Not for that one. I would say... If it weren't for R.I.P.D., if yeah. if the if the middle movie was 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 kind of a better bridge, yeah, instead of a gulf like a like a deep valley that you went into, like if if if, yeah. if you know, um, if True Grit and yeah. uh, Hello High Water are kind of cliff edges of the valley that R.I.P.D. is, if mm. if there was a bridge across that valley, it would be great, but it's not. It's a deep fall. Yeah. I so I would say that it doesn't deserve to be viewed as a trilogy. I'd say yeah. if you wanted to watch 
True Grit and then Hell or High Water as a f- first and sequel, maybe, who knows? And this is the other thing that we wanted to say is that if Jeff Bridges comes out with another Bronco Bridges entry, we will watch it. We're going to top the, we're going to finish it, turn it into a quadrilogy. Yeah. We'll just retroactively be like, okay, we got to dip back into this yeah. because he's a cowboy again. You have to. Yeah. yeah. And try and see how they connect again. Yeah. So at the, um, at the moment, I would just let's say... Let's bury the Bronco Bridges thing now. No, no, no. Let's, let's keep talking oh, okay. about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next. <laughs> you agree hey. though? Do you agree? Like, no, that it's, it's not one? Uh, no, I don't yeah. think so. I think it's hard. Anytime it's an actor trilogy, it's hard because it it's usually hard. different studios, different directors, different creators. It is. Uh, sometimes it's not, but usually it's the but case. But I would just say purely because of the fact that he is like law enforcement cowboy. It's yeah. not even that he's an outlaw. It's like he's pretty close in each he one, is, but RPD just lets um, it down. Speaking of bits... What um what lollies did you grab from the the lobby today? What yeah, we, we are we are recording in a place that is uh there's a there's a little what would you say like Asian grocer? Yeah, a couple doors down. Yeah, and we like going in there to get you fun like going snacks. in there. <laughs> I think we both do. I like watching. I think Terry enables me. <laughs> uh, That's true. We got a box of uh, Swedish fish. Yeah, Swedish fish, which uh, are small little red fish, literally, and they look like not like cartoony fish, like. Like Alan's sort of animal things or yeah. dinosaurs or whatever, they look like pretty legit fish. They're pretty much just red frogs, though. I've tasted one. They're oh, really? Yeah. Oh wow! And it has Swedish written on them, which is pretty cool. Mm. Oh man, that's crusty. That's so dry. I know, right? It. The bag. W- <laughs> here's here's the thing. The bag was open in the box. Yeah, so which is so, a bit of a concern. Yeah, and it wasn't just like open a little bit. The whole thing. It had been like open, like you would open a chip packet, just like. Just open. Mm, yeah, I feel like okay. Yeah, they're just kind of like frog. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if they weren't dry, they would be better. They would get a higher grade from me. Yeah. Mm. You also got some Dr Pep, another red thing, keeping in tie with the, the red theme. Oh man, we should have got Cornettos. What are we doing? Ah! Yes. ah! Save um, that for the next one, I guess. Save that yeah. for the last one. How that would have been good. How did you first come? It would have been a nightmare to eat a Cornetto. During this thing, yeah, true. We'd be working against against the clock. That would have been gross. But cornetto, uh, Italian word for some kind of horn, I believe. Did horn you know shoe. <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh, it was the ice cream that uh, pioneered uh, selling. I want to word this correctly. Uh, it was the first kind of thing, the first kind of ice cream that had like actual dairy cream inside a cone. Before the cornetto was impossible to do. Uh, because the cone would go all mushy. Oh. I'm like, we can't sell this shit. And then some Italian guy or another figured out this miracle recipe with oil and a whole bunch of other stuff, <laughs> <laughs> which might not be legal yeah, anymore to put in, a, <laughs> in an ice cream, uh, which prevented the cone from going mushy. Wow. And it was a sensation, and they were able to sell uh, sell it around the world. And it means horn. I believe so. Ah. Something horn, like Italian horn or something. I don't know. But yeah. That's because great. it looks like a horn. Yeah, I didn't think when I was watching this, I didn't think to look up the history Better of Better than Cornettos. our name for it. We used What's to call that? them drumsticks. No, that's a different brand. That's oh. a different thing, isn't it? Or is that the Australian I brand? mean, it is probably a different brand, but it's the same thing. It's like a horn, but we yeah, call it a yeah, drumstick yeah. for some reason. Why? Yeah. Well, I guess, I don't know. Don't a chicken drumstick like a... doesn't look like an actual drumstick, but it's the same. You can hold it. I guess you can hold it. This is the main thing. Uh, I guess so. But you can hold any ice cream. That's the point. <laughs> uh, in yeah. a cone, anyway. Maxibon's the best holding ice cream. Mm, they're hard to eat though. No way. You hold the cookie bit and then you eat the actual <laughs> ice cream bit. And the ice cream comes out of the cookie. <laughs> God damn it. All right. We're here to talk about the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah. What was uh, your history going into this? Have you seen all three films? I think you said last time you hadn't seen the third one in this yet. I have not seen the final installment, The the World's End. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's I've seen Shaun bits. of the Dead, it's Hot Fuzz yeah. and World's End. And I feel like I've only seen Hot Fuzz all the way through once. Really? I've seen it like many, many times in bits. Oh, see, for me, like for me, Shaun of the Dead, I'd only seen once before. Mm. Uh, so I'm, same with the Shaun of the Dead. This is probably my second. This is my second viewing. proper. I've never seen bits of it either. It's just like I watched it once. That was mm. it. Yeah. And now I've come. And that was probably, I don't know, maybe eight years, eight, wow. nine years ago. It was a while. Wow. And I've, but I've seen um, Hot Fuzz many, many times. And I've seen World's End maybe three or four times. Mm. There you go. Which, I don't know why. I think, uh, I mean, first I should say, I like, I love these three movies, which is, again, weird that I was, like, so disappointed by them when, we, when they came up at the <laughs> well, end of last them, week. But you're familiar but with But I love all three of them. Yeah, I was familiar. And also I'd watched Hot Fuzz and, uh, um, uh, what's the last one? World's uh, End. The World's End. Not, watched... not to be confused with At, wait, At World's End? No, isn't it This Is The End? 
Are you thinking that one? I'm thinking of the Pirates of the Caribbean one. Oh, yeah. Which is also World's the third. End. Yeah, at that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the third installment. Yes. I always it always confused me for the longest time. I was like, that's not right. That's the yeah. Pirates one. Yeah, no, I, I I love these films. I was I have so when I was watching this one, mm-hmm. first of all I wrote down my first note is thirty mi- thirty nine minutes in is the first mention of zombie, which I thought was pretty amazing. Um, wow. like they don't say zombie until like nearly 40 minutes into the film and it's oh. only an hour and 40 or it's 50 a minute film. film. It's a tight film. Tight. But I wrote down, and this is one of the biggest things I wanted to speak about oh. with you, which was okay. that these movies embrace the fact that they're movies in such a like obvious or such a unique way where it's like you, you feel like they're having fun with the fact that they know they're going to be edited stories. Yeah. And I think. Edgar and Simon kind of lean into like, you know, whether it's like the repeated lines, but with different meanings, like you've got red on you or whether it's the, like the quick montage. Like I even noticed like there is no reason that those quick montages of like the mundane, you know, brushing your teeth, getting a cup of water, getting, there's no reason that they are so smash cutty. Yeah. But they are that because they're like, let's, we've seen this shit. We don't need to show you this. Mm. He's just, let's make this part of it interesting so we can get to the next scene with the next plot beat, with the next character thing. Like, and for that reason, you just feel more than anything. I'm like, this feels like not only it knows that it's a film, like it Mm. knows that it's a movie, but it wants, it wants to commentate on the fact that it is. Yeah. They love genre, Simon and Mm. Edgar a lot. They love playing with genre conventions. So in like in a zombie movie, or an action movie, and this happens a lot in Hot Fuzz, there's that John Woo tooling up mm. segment where they get out their guns and they start yeah. and putting yeah. all the bandoliers of ammo on and stuff. They're doing the exact same thing here, except they've just swapped the action hero out with a mundane guy named Sean who's just going to work or whatever. So apparently they came up with the idea. Uh, they were they had, were making their TV sh- series Space. Yeah. Have you seen any of that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'd seen bits, and I revisited a few bits. Uh, in the lead up to this, uh, there was an episode where one of the characters thinks there's a zombie apocalypse, I believe. Oh, right. And Edgar talked about uh, there was some, uh, not a pandemic outbreak, but some virus outbreak in mm. England. I forget the name of it. It wasn't mad cow disease, but it was yeah, something I was like that. Yeah, I was going to say it was a mad It was something like that. And he pretty much slept, walked, sleepwalked through the enti- throughout the entire thing. And it went for like two weeks. He didn't catch any news about it. Oh, really? And it wasn't until the pandemic ended that he chucked on the news one day. And, it was and he like noticed there was like, they were like destroying livestock, which had been infected. Wow. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, it might have been that like hand, hand and foot, uh, hand and mouth. Hand and mouth. Ma- that was, was the, it, yes, that, that one. That's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he completely missed it. And he was like, wouldn't that be funny if someone, Just it would be plausible that someone would completely miss out on the fact that the apocalypse was happening. Yeah. The and other uh, thing yeah. the other thing that I heard that Simon Pegg was talking about was that he and Edgar kind of wrote this film as a commentary on how they couldn't leave their hometown pub a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was... The, the bromance between Ed and Sean, I think... Yeah. And mirrors like they, them a lot. And in, so, in yeah, it's that combination of what would happen if a zombie, zombie apocalypse happened to two kind of losers who yeah. just kind of... <laughs> Just wouldn't kind know of, what to do. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't know what to do. And yeah, but um, I think as well, like, it's so sh- Simon and Ed, you, know, you know, that like rule of like, write what you know, kind of thing. Mm. Simon and Edgar have this, this great, like, this really clever ability to apply their love of British culture, like, mm. and its specificity to genre films like so like this one's a zombie one the next one we're going to see is a cop film like action, action film movie, yeah and the third Point one break. you know being kind of like a weird sci-fi you know yeah um, invasion of the inv- body snatchers, yeah exactly which is what they were inspired for with this one as well yeah and he talks a lot about that movie and how much he loves it all the film is Edgar just kind of is. playing with like the idea of like tea and pubs and like yeah. weird bit british mannerisms it's that classic this will mean nothing to the listeners but it's that classic keeping mum thing you keep talking <laughs> about where it's like oh we're british and we're all so you know we're charming and stuff but we wouldn't ki- oh it killed people yeah <laughs> you know what's fun about this this series as well going on another complete random tangent is yeah. we can put away the whole uh cowboy texan uh impressions and now we can go into the british impressions which yeah. is fun well, yeah, it's I mean, the mum kind of sums it up so well where it's like, 
you know, she gets bitten yeah. by one of yeah. the zombies, <laughs> and she, the first thing she says is like, "Oh, I didn't want to be a bother." Like that kind of. It's like it's like she's just popping over for some tea or something. Like or like even when uh, um, I'm when having they, another Swedish fish. When they when no, they uh, okay. when they get uh, when the first zombie comes into their backyard and they have their plan and they're just like. Like, should we just go have a sit down? Like, or go and have, go and have a cuppa? Like, it's just how would normal British people deal with, uh, like, the most hor- horrific mm. things? And this movie couldn't really work anywhere else. It's such a British. Well, it would have film. to take on. It would have to a... take on that place's culture, though. Like, yep. it works in Britain because it's so quintessential. Like, the way they're dealing with this zombie apocalypse mm. is so British. Well, I think it, it would work pretty much in any country that is or that doesn't have. Strong gun laws, I guess. They said this wouldn't work in America. Oh, yeah. There was, I think there was, like, maybe ideas or, like, suggestions of maybe doing a remake in America or something like that. Or maybe it was for their TV show Spaced. I can't remember. But they were basically saying this movie works so well mm. in uh, a quiet British village because mm. there are no guns anywhere. They've mm. got cricket bats yeah. and, like, pool cues, and that's pretty much it. So how yeah. would you defend yourself against... Actually, zombies. that's so true. They defend the z- they kill the zombies with a cricket bat, mm. a darts, yep. an old rifle uh, called a Winchester, which I'm sure is probably American, actually, now that I think of it. But they're all very <laughs> British things, like a pool club or yep. a pool cue, uh, vinyl. Uh, yeah, like yeah <laughs> pretty much. They had to be yeah. inventive with the ways they could kill these things. The vinyl was the best part. Yeah. That was so fucking funny. Um, i got to stop swearing. Sorry, everyone. Speaking about Spaced, yeah. did you notice the little inside joke that I reckon they were putting in there when he meets up with Yvonne, that woman who, so the woman Yvonne who is part, the, the leader of the other team that they meet. Yes. In that, in, in that yeah, scene. and she's the other side of space. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so when she, when he, when he first meets her on the street, mm. when that guy's getting CPR in the car yep. before the apocalypse has officially happened, mm. the first thing she says is like, oh, I just bought a house. And he goes, bought? Like really surprised. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's a joke because obviously everyone knows them from space. Oh, and that yeah, concept of that show is that they're two random strangers who act, pretend to be a married couple in order yeah. to get, like rent a house because the market's yeah. so shit yeah <laughs> and so the first thing she says when he when obviously they're playing different characters but i just love that she was just like yeah just bought a house actually it's going quite well and he was bought. like bought yeah it's yeah. a it's a joke in two ways because obviously housing prices yeah that's a thing uh but then also just like the idea that he's like lagging behind everyone else in yes. his life and he's yeah. falling behind so the uh, thing that i remember a very relatable very relatable uh thing for a 29 year old character to yeah be exactly <laughs> the thing that i remembered the most about this film because i'd only seen it once before mm. was the the mirrored shot of him going out to the shop, getting mm. his drink, meeting up with it, and then walking home, and then that happening the next day. Yeah, I remembered very little other, very little else about the rest of this film, mm. um, and I think because of that, I in my head, and because of the violence that happens at the end, I want to talk about that last thirty minutes when oh, we yeah. get to it. Yeah, but I in my head, I actually, I'm I'm really curious. I have an idea of where this is going to sit in the trilogy for me, but. Going into this th- these three movies, yep. this was sitting at the bottom. Okay. And it's I don't think it sits at the bottom anymore. Okay. I don't know if it's gone full to the top. Yeah. Which obviously, if it's three movies, you can kind of <laughs> guess where it's sitting. But but yeah, I was like, oh, this is uh, this is be- way way better than I th- remember it. Yeah. Uh, I think when I was younger, I probably was just like, oh, that one's the that one's the gross kind of like mm. really violent one, and really it only gets to that point at the end mm. where it does get crazy violent in terms of like the yeah. gore that you see yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but i think that is purely well i think that it's purely the fact that it's i'm gonna say something crazy but okay. this film reminded watch me watch out everyone matt's gonna say something Stop. really wacko i'm gonna have another swedish fish <laughs> this film kind of reminded me of parasite in a weird way uh, <laughs> that is i know that's pretty crazy <laughs> but in the way that like for me i'll just get to it now because it's one of the one of the hottest takes i've got on this film right <laughs> Tari's uh, can't take this. So the last uh, 30 minutes, I'm talking about David's death. David, yeah. obviously, um, Dylan Moran. Yeah. Who's amazing in this film. Like, he's such, yeah, he's he's such, so, he's good. so good in it. Yeah, um, yeah. Mum, The mum's death and the way that plays out. And then Ed's death, which I'd completely forgotten about. Oh, yeah. Like, I fully thought that Ed got out of this thing alive. Yeah. Well, he's death in, in inverted Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So David, mum, Ed all die in the space mm. of, like, 10 minutes within the last 30 minutes of the film. David's death is particularly gory Mm. and like full on. Um, We never see the end of his girlfriend who just rushes out to to try and save him, which is so funny because she's got his limb like, hey, I'll save you. Like she's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mum's death, which Sean has to shoot her in the head 
because she becomes a That's zombie. Right, yeah. And then Ed's death, which is quite quite sad, but also yeah. the really full on bit that I thought was the suicide chat that he and what's his girlfriend's name? Ooh, that is a good question. We should know this. Uh, anyway, I don't know. All Continue. that stuff that happens within the space of the last 30 minutes feels so heavy because of Liz, the way the film yeah, Liz, girlfriend. because of the way the film is like well, you, she's it, her own person for me it like for me it like put me in a in a state of like oh this is a fun funny humorous like parody of a zombie film yeah so i don't need to be on edge waiting for these big moments to happen and mm. then when they all happen in such a huge like such a domino effect way yeah. and all are so kind of like emotionally or like graphically charged mm. i was like reeling at the end of when this thing finished i know that it goes back to comedy in the end yeah so i wasn't like traumatized or really badly it was more just like oh man those hit so much harder because of the comedy setup that's why i got the parasite reference which i was like that movie did the same thing for me where i sat back in my chair being like this is meant to be a horror but it's pretty funny and kooky and whatever and fun this it's is a fun it's pretty kooky yeah and then all of that <laughs> stuff happened so that hit yeah, way harder that's the only yeah. like I watched it and I, d- I wasn't ready for I knew you that were, Dylan yeah, Moran's death ease yeah then, I, I knew that Dylan yeah. Moran's death was particularly gory and that was yeah. it actually was more gory than I my remembered. cousin's friend developed a phobia of zombies from that scene because of that yeah yeah because it um, is it's pretty gross and also I think relevant it comes directly after the funniest and most positive scene in the film which is the don't stop me now like famous yeah. zombie sequence yeah, 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 yeah so I think there's actually very much like purposeful planning on well, Edgar's know, part like, actually it comes. After that happens, it then segues into the killing of his mum. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Oh, right, Direct, okay. That's dire- part like, of the That's same the whole thing. sequence of, like, directly after, directly after the funniest, like, cli- you could say comedic climax of the film. Yeah. They then go into, shoots his mum in the like has And Simon Pegg is so emotional in he's those good. scenes. Yeah, he's yeah. great in them. When, yeah. when his stepdad dies and then when his mum dies, he's crying like crazy. And they yeah. don't really give him, in the mum scene, they give a moment of they, where they don't go straight to comedy. Yeah. They actually go straight to, like, oh. David's they start like, turning you know, on each other a bit. Yeah. David, so it's like yeah. that whole sequence for the last like 20 minutes before the last kind of 10, you know, wrap up is like consistently sad, really bleak. There are some laughs in it, but like if you think about it, it's yeah, mum's death, Ed's death. And then they talk about killing themselves in a really <laughs> serious manner. Yeah. And then obviously they, they're able to get out and stuff. But yeah. yeah, that's it lasts for a while, that that whole part, you know. And so there's like that. I feel like that's really it's it's a really good zombie film. It's not just okay. a parody. Yeah. It's like actually works really well because it feels so realistic in not only the way they fight these zombies, uh, and the way they have to they they like there's no one helping. Yeah. But also just the stakes that they go through, like the things they have to lose on the way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think yeah. I don't know if someone. I'm pretty sure Edgar or Simon said this, but it's definitely true. Uh, whether or not they said it, which is. This movie can exist pretty well without uh, George A. Romero's uh, *Night of the Living Dead* um, zombie movies. Basically, it, you don't need to have you don't need to have watched those to then get this. It's not like a mm. scary movie parody where it's like, oh, I get this reference now. Um, it can stand in a, on its own feet. It can. I, and that's George A. Romero actually, actually also really enjoyed the film. I actually don't he think it's. It. A, I don't think it's a parody of zombie films. No, I think it's a it's zombie a comedy film. film. It's, yeah, it's it. a zombie <laughs> film through the lens of that British specificity yeah. that we talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what would happen if, like, tea-touting, like, tea dr- like you know, British, yeah. you know, common, you know, just yeah. dudes had to... Had a to really great what if, yeah. 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 Um, what if this guy, this boring dude, Sean, had to, like, take on a zombie apocalypse in Britain? Kind of relevant. Have you ever actually seen Dawn of the Dead? I have not seen... Wait, I've seen the... Mm, I've seen the remake with... Ving Rhymes, is it? Ving, okay. What's so is name? that... Is, is Dawn of the Dead one of the Night of the Living Dead... Films? Uh, is it is the uh, Zack Snyder remake. I think it's Zack Snyder. It's a Zack Snyder remake of, of George A. Romero's trilogy. He did an unofficial trilogy Ooh. of zombie movies, which is on the wheel. Oh, sweet. He's in the wheel. So we'll get there eventually yeah. and we'll circle um, back to this. I believe, if I remember correctly, I might I might be way off, but uh, I think the second one, as is the case with a lot of uh, these trilogies, the second one's sort of like a remake of the first one. I think I'm wrong, actually. Never mind. But anyway, they're all zombie movies. Mm-hmm. They're probably in the same universe, but they're mm-hmm. not necessarily related in any way. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that one. Mm. Uh, no, I haven't seen any of George A. Romero's stuff, but I will. But no. no, I haven't. I, I didn't even think about, <laughs> we will eventually. I didn't even think about that aspect. I was purely just watching this. I was like, yeah. 
oh man, I wonder if I should watch. Uh, it's kind of like the True Grit thing we talked about. It's like I wonder if I should watch the original. But I was like, this is called Shaun of the Dead. It's like, should I watch Dawn of the Dead? And I was like, nah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had yeah. a great sequel name. They never wanted. I don't think they ever like teased the idea of making a sequel. But they had a sequel name in mind, which would be um, From Dusk Till Shaun. Which, if you've ever seen, you know, Dusk Till Dawn? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically that. That's pretty great. Anyway, that was my bit. <laughs> That's all I have to contribute would to it this be another, episode. Would it be uh, another zombie thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was meant to be a sequel in some respect. I'm not sure how. Uh, what are your general thoughts of this movie? I know you kind of teased about it being, like, pretty high on your list. But, like, do you like this movie? Yeah. You like this movie a lot? Um, I think... <sighs> I just I just love when something is so tight like this. Mm. Like the lines Yeah, I want to speak I, about that tightness. Yeah, I love the li- like tight. I, I I even just love the lines that are kind of ironic that are playing again with the idea that this is a film. Mm. Again, just kind of reminding you in a way that doesn't take you out of it but actually makes you sit forward and want to pay attention and enjoy the jokes that they're putting in. Oh yeah. Which is like uh, there's a few lines one of them is um you know when the flatmate um when uh Nick Frost's character um Ed, when he when he insults him and um, they have a big fight, when the flatmate called uh, played by Peter Sarafanowitz, who's Ooh. great, great. Never been able to pronounce his name. He, he is good. He yeah. plays uh, Darth Maul. He's the voice of Darth Maul. That's so good. It's um, so crazy that he is Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah. And then also that, that Brian Butterfield <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Bon 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 bon. Um, <laughs> when he when he walks up the stairs, uh, this is before the apocalypse has happened, and and Nick Frost goes. Uh, he's really good in this too, actually. He's amazing. He yeah. He plays that angry level so well. Yeah, really well. But in that scene, it's after that person. scene he walks upstairs and yeah. Ed goes. Next time I see him, he's dead. And you yeah. kind of you, even though you even if you've never seen this film, yeah. You understand the idea that oh, he he'll be a zombie he's the next zombie. time we see because yes. he's gonna, you know there's so, so much foreshadowing. It is heaps of it, but it, and yeah. it, again, it's so wink wink. Mm. Again, it's so much like hey, this is a movie, but it's fun. So it's a yeah. really weird. I love the balance that mm. they're able to get with that. It's yeah. seeing, I, I I I was gonna say these films feel like like Edgar Wright and Wes Anderson mm. are kind of comparable in the way. Is this that gonna be another like, hot take? No, no, no. I just I was just thinking about it when I was watching it, where I was like, yeah. Edgar Wright and Wes Anderson feel like they're cousins in cinematic, like right. cinematically, because mm. of the planning that goes into each shot and each and the edit. Okay, but, yeah, I see. But yeah. you know what? Whereas whereas Wes Anderson is more production designy, kind of like aesthetic focused. Yes. I would I would say the same focus goes into the dialogue and shot making mm. of Wright. You know, where yeah. each thing is relevant to the story in a way that is really satisfying to be along for the ride for. There's right the other line. It seems like he's all about the cut. Yeah. And like, where's the perfect place to cut for whatever reason? The the best example of that in the film, I reckon, is when after um, Sean breaks up with his girlfriend, Liz, and Ed is trying to make him feel better at the pub. Mm. And he goes through all those reasons that it's going to be okay. And he goes, and finally, and let me just say one more thing. It's not the end of the world. And then is that's the flick of like, oh, zombies are here, kind of like there's yeah, someone at the door speech. who they just think is a drunk. That speech yeah. uh, actually is, uh, I learned this from the DVD commentary that yeah. I watched, um, foresh- <coughs> foreshadows the entire film. I've got it written down right here, in fact. Oh, so I missed part. So it's just, the, I just so got the one line. The, the whole speech, yeah. I've gotten dot points here. Yeah. But follow me along with this one. Yeah, yeah. Nick, uh, Ed says to Sean, we should have a. We should just keep on drinking. Just keep on drinking. We should have a bloody Mary in the morning. They kill a woman named Mary in the morning. Oh. Have a bite of the king's head, and then the dad has his neck bitten off. Oh yeah. Uh, grab a couple of little princesses. I don't know what that means. Or a couple at the little princesses. Another bar. They grab a couple. Uh, David and Diane. Diane yeah. and David. Yeah. At Liz's. Stagger back to the Winchester. I'm staggering like zombies. Yeah. And then uh, have a couple of shots at the Winchester. And then they... (laughs) (laughs) Get it! See, that's the shit that I... That's some good foreshadowing, boy! If it's done well... Yeah. It's fun. It's like watching... It's like like trying to get them all. It's like, you know... And and I feel like that would be a really difficult thing to do because if you did it poorly... Yeah. It would just be, it would just be. Where like, does the idea come from? Do you, oh, let's, where should we foreshadow the entire film? Oh, maybe this speech right here would yeah, work. Yeah, I don't know. Or I it's mean, like, hey, we could kind of uh, get, this, we could kind of horn sh- they do <laughs> this thing. <laughs> they do the same thing <laughs> in At World's End, which you'll see. Oh, yeah. cool. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they foreshadow the entire, there's a lot of foreshadowing in this movie, which is great. Yeah. Uh, going back to the toitness mm. of this thing. Yeah. This yeah, what movie, do you think? I've talked a lot. I love this thing. Mm. I love this movie. It reminded me, like, I was thinking I'd watch it. And like many movies, 
uh, that I enjoyed when I was younger, I'd revisit it and go, oh, it's not as good as I remember. I liked it more as a kid. Mm. But this thing reminded me of what it was like to be a kid watching the movie. I was like, fuck, I remember mm. watching this movie and like loving uh, the idea of making movies that funny with like cuts and edits and like montages and stuff like that. In fact, I remember maybe like not half the class, but we did uh, we did media studies together at high school. Mm-hmm. It was a thing we did. Uh, so many of us did like Edgar Wright inspired montages, I think, in our things in one way or another. Yes. Uh, at least for our like little, not main projects or whatever, but like as like homework thing, we had to like film something, do a little practice shoot or something. Uh, so yeah, it reminded me of what it was like to be a young a young guy, basically, which was good. <laughs> Got him <laughs> like, old. Even he's, so obviously, before he made this movie, he'd made plenty of stuff. Uh, he'd worked on TV series. Series. Uh, he'd made... Um, I think he'd directed episodes of, like, Dawn and French. He had directed other episodes of other things I don't know the names of. Uh, spaced. Lots of music videos. Lots of other small projects. Uh, and then he made this. Mm. But it, it's still his first feature film, mm. which I think was, like budget of like 6.1 million dollars uh and it is like impeccable it's yeah. like it's so that's tightly made such a small budget like that's crazy oh yeah made 30 million too yeah so that's wild. a good return that's wild really but good return. It, it really um uh there was another interview i watched of some peg where he was saying that in the pub scene when yep. they're when shit is really hitting the fan and all the zombies are dancing mm. to the the queen concert basically with all yep. the lights flicking he said that there were they were all fans of Space that came out basically. Oh they, yeah, they that's that right. That's that how they said, got extras. Yes, this, this is the new spaced people project. Like yep. well, this is what we're doing yep. now, um, and they paid them all a pound each because they had <laughs> to pay them. But they were also happy to just come out. They would have done it for but free, fans, but legally yeah, yeah. they had to pay them to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. do this, and they were happy to. But they were such a tight budget, and 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 the other thing was that eleven hundred of them came to do it. Uh, yes. So 1,100 esca- e- extras is, I can't even fathom how hard that would have been to like yeah. make up, wrangle them all. And it's not as if they're just bodies, like dead bodies. Like the, you yeah. hear about scenes where it's like, oh, we needed like 100 people to just lie there. Yeah. These are like actually being zombies, acting in the film. Like, yeah. you know, you see a ton of them. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they to get around that, they, they paid them all a pound for the day. <laughs> that's so great. Oh, that's so good. Mm. And they do a good job. I think I remember Edgar saying they'd been like, They'd been on set multiple days without having to do anything, mm. and they were getting kind of restless. And by mm. the time they got to the scenes where they actually got to do stuff, like ripping um, Dylan Moran apart, mm. they were like so like fired up and ready to go. <laughs> and it was just really exciting. They had all this like like they actually ri- they were like, all right, we're ready for the blood pack. It's like wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> wait, we, did, we didn't put it in. Oh uh, yeah, and that's why Dylan Moran doesn't show up in anything else because <laughs> uh, he's dead. But again, like that's uh, oh, was it, any well. a fan of. Um, Black Books would see uh, um, Tasman Grieg, is it? Tasman Grieg, yeah, Tasman Grieg. who plays Fran. Oh, was it Tamsin? Tamsin, it oh, is Tamsin. Yeah. And then that uh, scene as well is so great. Yeah. So there's a scene where, uh, so like Sean, it's like halfway through, Sean, Ed, and the gang of the three other people, their gang of five. Yeah, they're trying to get they, to the Winchester. Oh, and sorry, six actually because of the month. Yep. Um, they're trying to get to the Winchester. They run into another gang of six, which completely mirrors them in every mm. way. They're like their doppelgangers mm. in, a, in a in a way, and it's all. British comedians or like famous British actors yeah, who maybe haven't had their big moment yet. No, no, not yet. And the film seems so confident in itself saying, yeah, you get this. They're yeah. meant to be like, yeah. and they're also British comedians. You get it. Yeah. Which I love that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they're also good. Especially yeah, this like, film is stacked with British. Oh, like yeah. it's, it's, there's so many people in this film. Bill Nye as well. I know Nye. we're kind of going all over the place right now, but like, well, you I get it. Like forgot, it's, a, it's, yeah. I just forgot how good Bill Nye was. Yeah. I haven't seen him in, Anything. Like, apparently he's in Detective Pikachu, but I missed him. What? Apparently he's in there. Wow, that's a film that kind of came and went. I don't remember. I remember it's that really being... It's really good. Yeah? I, like, it's the thing, you watch it, or you hear the pitch, like, okay, get Ryan Reynolds, the guy from Rip D, and other <laughs> films, <laughs> to play the Pikachu. Uh, a lot of people would be like, what? There's no way that can work. And that then you feels watch like it, the, it's like, this works. That feels like the equivalent works. now of Pratt playing Mario. Uh, but I yeah, guess Mario I oh, is, well, has yeah, a more iconic voice, so people are more annoyed. That's the thing. Well, I mean, Pikachu has an iconic he voice. He does too, yeah. How'd they get yeah. away with that? What? Um, Ryan Reynolds playing How'd Detective Pikachu? How'd they get away with that? Well, I think that the, the kids... We gotta put someone at risk <laughs> <laughs> to completely go off track. Yeah. Uh, the, the idea is it's like, it's one of those classic things where like the, the kid, the main character of the, the Detective Pikachu like knocks his head or something, and now he can... Suddenly, hear what Pikachu's telling him. Uh, okay. And it's at the very end, it kind of like flips, and it just says Pika, 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 P
but he says it like that. Pika, pika, pika. In a John putty. Wayne kind of voice. <laughs> they got John Wayne back from the dead. <laughs> it's like, just come to, on, John. Just say pika. Pika, pika, pika. <laughs> Bill Grums. Bill Grums. Oh. Uh, watch me jump up for Battle <laughs> I wonder how many episodes we American. Yeah, I wonder, oh, how, wonder how many I'm episodes sorry. it's going to take to get away from that. <laughs> Oh, we um, never will. We can't. We can't escape the shadow of that <laughs> trilogy. We so, did. so that doppelganger g- uh, ganger scene though reminds me of oh something yeah. that I wanted to bring up because it's okay. it's my one. I don't know if it's a problem, but it's why, my one question about the film. Yeah. Right, is that I I wonder if you. I don't know necessarily why Nick Frost or Ed. Yes. After the jet, so he's kind of on board. Like I love Nick Frost's energy in this film where. When he realizes that it's a zombie apocalypse, he yep. gets this kind of like, let's go, look, come on, we got it. He gets this energy <laughs> yeah. that's like, yeah. Kind Basically, of from his he video, sobers it's, it's up. Sub- subsidized he just sobers up throughout. The, wait, is this Ed or Sean? Ed. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ed is, sorry, yep, yeah, on. it's kind of uh, uh, like his, his video game come to life kind of thing. He's like, yeah, yeah we can do it or whatever. He always but, he wants to do all the cool stuff. Yeah, cars, and, 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 and stuff, um, Sean's yeah. main problem in this, as well as Ed's, is that like Sean is a loser. He yeah. does you know, he's not communicative with his partner. He's a bad boyfriend. He hangs around with his loser friend and aimless, like he's just like aimless. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's that great line where it's like, you know, you, you keep him around so that you're not the biggest loser in your own life kind of thing. Yeah. You keep it at around where, which is kind of what Heavy. exactly what it is. Um, but there's the scene like the, I, when Ed gets, ex- or like gets kind of, um, both of them kind of come into their own when the zombie mm. attack happens. But, the thing I don't get is that Ed, after the jag scene, after he steals the dad's jag and mm. then the stepdad dies and it's that great, really sad scene and they all start to get to the Winchester on foot. Yep. Ed goes under this weird cloud of like, he gets on his phone and he's texting and he's like, he's kind of really disinterested and unaffected in a really mm. slightly unrealistic way by the zombies. Like there's even that moment where they're surrounded by more zombies than they've ever been surrounded yeah. by at the Winchester. His attention span definitely. And I think that's yeah, kind of in character, but mm. it's also just a weird moment to play it because he's like, I'm bored with this. I'm going to take this call. Yeah. For, like that, <laughs> f- if any moment of the movie felt forced, yeah. it was the, it was, we need, we need Ed and, or we need Sean to have a go at Ed now. Yeah. Like we need this moment for him as a character yep. to be like, oh, you're the reason that I'm such a loser kind of thing. And yep. so for that to happen, Ed True. needs to turn off in a way that doesn't feel like it would actually happen because he's been yeah. doing so well. Pretty proactive. He's been proactive and, and he's been helpful. And then he just goes into this mode where he's like, he literally takes a phone call when they're trying to get away from the biggest horde they've ever, and they're cornered. Yeah. Like he, he does something that's so what, like what, like it's mm. in character, but not for that moment. Mm. So that was the only moment that stuck out was why does, why does Nick Frost or why does Ed have this moment mm. in the film of about 10 to 15 minutes where he just completely shifts? He just completely like yeah. turns off. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, it kind of worked for me in a way. I never really thought of it because even though he's proactive at the start of the apocalypse, mm. At least when they find out about the apocalypse, uh, he's still unhelpful in a lot of ways. Like he crashes their their, their car. They have. He's like, mm. oh, sorry about that. And but that's to get into a better car. Yes. Oh, I mean, Again, was it? I couldn't tell if he was just joyriding and like fucked up. And then I was like, now he can drive the Jag. No, no, no. Sweet. He totaled it so that he could drive the Jag. Uh, okay. Well, that's still that's still kind of because he was like, and you were parked. Same thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> same thing with his uh, plan to keep on drinking. Mm. It's like he's proactive, but in, in an unhelpful way i think but you're mm. right he does his energy level does i guess it's, peter it's I guess kind it's, of mirrored. for me it's just because it's the it's, it's like him and sean have like this reverse arc in a way because sean's even though he's quite proactive mm. the way the simon and edgar describe it is like he becomes more uh useful and efficient and uh heroic i guess towards the end of the film mm. and it's more to do with him sobering up rather than him just like figuring out how to be a hero all of a sudden mm. he's still just hung over for most of the movie going ah <laughs> not no, not sure how to think and stuff like yeah. that which would be the that would be the worst yeah. i hate the idea of being very hung over and then having to deal with anything let alone like that how do you think you would go in in this kind of a environment Ooh, i'd like to believe i always like to believe <laughs> bless you that i would do very well you're gonna sneeze again should i wait nope just one <laughs> okay no no just one uh I always like to think I would do quite well, but I mean, I don't know, probably pretty shit. Mm. It's almost like asking me how I would do in a plane crash. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hope I'm just Jeff Bridges in, uh, what's that film? 
R.I.P.D. No. <laughs> no, he dies in that. I don't want to be oh, like yeah. him. Uh, it's some Peter Weir film. He doesn't die in a plane crash. That's the basic premise. Hmm. It's called a, uh, not awake. Fucking, yeah. Some, alive? I don't, I don't know. Not that. I think it doesn't I would, matter. I think I would do... I, I would do pretty shit. I think I, I would, would do really uh, badly in war. I think oh, I yeah? would do okay. What kind of war, though? Trench warfare? Well, I think that basically what I'm saying is I would be okay if I had to hide and run away from things. I think I would be bad if I had to tackle things head on and like (laughs) actively try and solve problems. I'm a good hider. I can hide. I think I could, yeah, I think I could hide and like do that. I'd be the classic like rat people out kind of a guy. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) they're over there. I'm hanging out with you then. I'm going to make sure I'm like very far away from you when the war comes. No, I mean, I mean, in the zombie (laughs) world, I'd I'd be like, how would you rat to who? To zombies? Yeah, I don't know. I'd point and be like, they don't give a shit. They I don't know like, what no, pointing is. No. I think I'd be better in a, in a zombie thing rather than a... Um, a, a Depends war. what kind of zombies. Like oh, uh, man. If it was a I am Le- if it was an I Am Legend zombies, I'd yeah, be like... Yeah, 28 I'd Day put, Later zombies? I'd take myself out, I think. Mm. I'd be like, nah, I'm done with this. Yeah. Do you think... Again, going so far off track here, but uh, do you think zombies that run fast like that are technically zombies? Or are you a zombie purist? Do you think it's the... Uh, I'm definitely not like a zombie, zombie purist, basically, because I'm not like super into the horror world. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm happy for like any, if it's undead, Yeah. you know, I, I like the creativity of like, hey, what if we made them fast? Or like, hey, what if we, you know, because technically the zombies in I Am Legend, are they, they're not even dead people, are they? They're more like diseased. They're infected. They're infected. So yeah. te- technically, maybe they're not zombies because they're yeah, not Yeah, it's not really, they're not, they're, they're not zombies. Yeah, you're right. So they're, but More I did, 28 Days Later is the, mm, the infected I, with rage. I do love the I do love the element that was like let's make them really fast and really strong because yeah. all of a sudden it takes out the element that you can have in Shaun of the Dead where mm. you know they as much as it's played for comedy in some moments but like that moment where they're walking towards the pub trying to be zombies and trying to blend in mm. is really scary but it's also like well they're not it never feels like you're really um, mm. cornered in a way like they can always push past and as long as they're not bit they're okay yeah Obviously, the zombies have strength to, like, rip someone apart if they really grab, you know, yeah. get you. But um, I think they're kind of similar to, uh, uh, what's the bloody, this is so stupid because it's, like, the biggest <laughs> show in the world. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Walking Dead zombies Although are Although, right? in the, in the <laughs> if I had glasses, I'd push them <laughs> push up them. now. But uh, in the Walking Dead series. Are they slow? It's a universe in which uh, the term zombie doesn't exist, which is why they call them walkers. Oh, uh, okay. Because there's no zombie. <laughs> I really hope someone got fired over that blunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Going way, way, way. So I'm not a zombie purist either. Just yeah, to I was tie that say. on that one. I think Simon Pegg is. He was like, they're technically zombies. Comes from this term, and they're meant to be kind of sleepwalking guys. Yeah. That's no, I like I like the fact that yeah. they're. So I don't think there's there's nothing in this that takes me out of it with with the fact oh, that no, they're slow. No, no. It's the fact that there's so many of them and that they're just like yeah, it's the really slow tide. Strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, going back a page, all the way back to Bill Nye, which I wanted to talk about. Mm. I forgot how good he is mm. in everything, mm. but like especially this, he's he's given really he has so little and does like everything so funnily. Have you ever seen him in anything where he plays a younger guy? I've not no, I'm sure he's been no, an actor for I years. No, I think he's but got I've the he's got the Harold him. Lloyd problem where he's like he's always been that age. I've only seen him in forever. stuff where he's probably over fifty, but that's only obviously he's, and he's been in a lot. I was he's probably been in heaps. I've, I've never seen so him as like much. a young man in anything. I don't know what no. I don't know what I'd have to find like search for that. <laughs> Obviously, just go back on IMDb. You just search. But you like do this. You, you get a computer. You search uh, Bill Nye, young, young, and that'll come up. The <laughs> internet has pretty, pretty much easy. everything. No, but it's you, <laughs> you know want to know his height, his eye color. They got it. The internet. You just I've search. I've seen it. this. I've seen Boat That Rocked. I've seen like uh, the Harry Potter movies that he's in briefly. Everything pretty much post uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. You've seen. Yeah. Not everything, but like he's in Love Actually. I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, and obviously the Octopus Man. David Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Yeah. God, he's good in that. Yeah. My Lord. Um, I always thought he had an Oscar. I don't know why. Huh. I remember seeing him in this movie. Do you know um, Notes on a Scandal? No. I am, like, terrified of watching that movie again. Oh, Because, really? like, it's not a horror movie or anything. Because I thought he got the Oscar, just, but he didn't. He didn't. I think he, I think he got the Golden Globe for that. Okay. Or at least he got the, he's gotten the Golden Globe for something. Um, but I thought it was an Oscar. Because uh, I was looking through his IMDb and his Wikipedia going, where the hell is the Oscar? Mm. I'm sure he got one. He doesn't. Um, he is so good in that movie. Like, I remember my parents maybe rented it or just watching it. It's a pretty dark movie. It's about um, this uh, closeted uh, older woman played by Judy Dench 
Uh, she's a teacher and she forms an attraction to this other teacher played by Kate Blanchett. And this woman, Kate Blanchett, uh, forms a relationship with one of her high school uh, students. So she has an affair with her students. And Bill Nye is her husband. Uh, and so Judy Dench finds out and sh they form this uneasy relationship where she's like, if you hang out with me, I won't tell anyone. And like, she tries pushing this relationship on her and she's like, whoa, oh, pretty fucking heavy. And Bill Nye is fucking good in it. He plays like the angriest like man I've ever seen. It's really? so fucking Angrier good. than Hugh Jackman in Prisoners? Uh, angry in like a... Not as angry as Hugh Jackman in Prisoners, <laughs> but like that's just because Hugh Jackman's like huge and I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Bill Nye is like it's just an enormous. Player. Like I could see Hugh Jackman playing a uh, a Wolverine, for instance, but yeah, Bill Nye yeah. not so much. But like, no. I think you just just search on YouTube like Bill Nye will find out, would you? And that's a clip from the movie. <laughs> Pretty much summarizes, gives you a good picture of how angry he gets. It's so fucking good. Summarizes his rage. Yeah, I remember watching bits of it when I was way too young because my parents were watching it. I was like, this movie is fucked yeah. up. I hate this. I want out. I want out. <laughs> I fucking know. <laughs> I don't know why I went Scottish, but it's no, clearly bringing it. back bad memories. Really good movie from what I remember. But I was too, <laughs> too young for it. Oh, that would be amazing to watch <laughs> yeah. again. So yeah, Bill Nye, <coughs> to summarize, the very Rage good. trilogy <laughs> is a good. That'd be a good one. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> It'd be a terrible trilogy. We boy. could do prisoners. We could do what was that <sighs> one? And we could do this episode, seeing as how angry you've gotten. Yeah, yeah, we could. Do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This gets a cinematic release somehow. Idiot. <laughs> we could do the idiot trilogy. Everything that stars you, you idiot. Um. Can I ask just to, are you going to, have, no, you, have go you finished ahead. your thought? I finished my thought. I love Bill Nye. That's basically He's fantastic thought. in this. Yeah, he's so funny. Have you, have you got a favorite moment or line from this? Um, probably. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm guessing you have one yeah. <laughs> that you'd like to share. What's yours? I can't think of it. I'm, oh, try okay. I'm trying to think of it. There's so many, but you go. I took the time to write mine down. No, I... <laughs> Mine is, <laughs> it's mainly the delivery yeah, that makes it so good. Okay. <laughs> it's when... Is it going to be that Isle of Wight line? No, it's oh, when okay. they're all getting ready to walk to the Winchester after yeah. they've gotten to like the last little garden yeah. where it's over the road and they're nearly, yeah. they're nearly there. And <laughs> Simon like gets up on the slide to just be like, I'm just going to check the coast. <laughs> and he gets up and looks and he gets down and they're like, is it clear? And he's just like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. And then they're like, and then he's like, how many are there? And he's like, <laughs> he's so <laughs> sad and scared. The way he says no is so good. And I he's think it's because like he no. was trumping himself up a yeah. second ago, like saying, yeah. I, I've, yeah. you know, every, whatever. It was very funny. And it's all done in that one shot as well, where mm. it's like, he climbs up the ladder. He can yeah. only see his shoes. Mm. And then he climbs back down and he's back in frame. And he's yeah. like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, so good. A lot of the jokes that I love, I mean, you asked me what my favorite lines are, but a lot of the parts that I find the funniest are just like like visual things, mm. which is so refreshing to see. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine because I wanted a good comedy ages ago. I think it was during the pandemic. Mm. Uh, and I was like, what are some good comedies? And we were mm. trying to think of something. I was like, mm, no. Yeah. This one, nah. That one, nah, it's not very funny. We were thinking of things like, Super bad and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they were funny. Dodgeball whatever. Dodgeball. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't want to move for that. But this thing is genuinely funny. Yeah. And riveting and engaging. And, and but that's the thing, funny in a multitude of ways. It's yeah. not just lines. In a witty way, you know, a delivery way, and then performance way. Editing. I guess, and then editing you know, visually. All that stuff. All the visual gags, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So good. Actually, on a similar vein, I think one of my favorite like bits is when early on in the scene when Sean and Ed realized there are zombies about and they're locked inside their house mm. with the two zombies out the back. Is Sean just saying, uh, are those zombies still out there? And Ed like Yeah. Walking yeah, over, checks. checking, <laughs> and walking back and just being like, No. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're, it's very like uh <laughs> like very <laughs> pragmatic. It's not yeah. like it's not that normally that would be played as like a jump scare where they he'd look out the window and be like, No. And then it would be like in front of him or something, he'd be like, oh. <laughs> but it's just like he looks, they're there, he's like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The uh, the other detail that I love is oh yeah I think because we should talk about 
obviously this is the Cornetto trilogy and it's the Cornetto yes. trilogy because in this, it starts in this and obviously goes through the three movies. Yep. Um, I think I'm going to be real. Yeah. I remember each reference in each movie, but obviously if you haven't seen the third one, I'm not mm. going to spoil it. If like how they bring it, how they bring them in. But obviously in this one, I think, um, Oh, the Cornetto thing. Yeah. I know how it happens in the, in the third one. Okay. I was, yeah, as I was looking into this. Yeah. yeah okay. In this one, they, yeah. they, you know, they've got this thing where they go to the shop each morning or at least, um, uh, Sean does. Yeah. And he says to Ed at one stage, who's just, he's like, you know, loser mate who's just crashing at his house for the last four years or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, do you want anything from the shop? And he goes and gets a Coke. And when he does that, um, Ed's like, yeah, get a corner out. But it's like eight in the morning, probably. Yeah. Just playing video the, Which games. was Edgar's, or oh, should, should we be saying white? Should we be saying white? Or like <laughs> we know like him. <laughs> We're on a first name basis. Um, it was, it's Edgar Wright's um, hangover cure. Oh, uh, okay. Basically, which is really? why he left it in there. That's like when he got hungover, he was like, oh, ice cream. Ice cream. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so he goes and gets him one, and then when he comes back, um, they don't get a chance to eat it because there's a girl out in the back. That's the first zombie they see. Yeah. They just think it's a really drunk chick. And then obviously that big guy comes out yeah. and they beat their brains in eventually because they work out on the news that the guy's like, this is when they first twig to the fact that yeah, there's an apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, remove the, n remove the head or destroy the brain. <laughs> and I love the detail of them just like starting. Obviously they start with vinyl, like trying to, yeah. you know, or like, you know, f um, toasters and things, throwing them at their yeah. heads that don't work. And then finally they go to the shed, get like a cricket bat and a shovel, which yeah. are two very British things, and then start beating <laughs> their heads in. And I love that. A shovel's British? I, I don't know. It feels like <laughs> it. It feels universal. like it. Just like, just like cricket roll, bat, roll, yeah. your, roll, your, roll your sleeves up and get some work done. Um, but I feel like, um, I don't know, gnomes are British and they have like sliders. <laughs> like, gnomes are probably like Swedish. Um, they have spades. Oh, but anyway, yeah, they start beating okay. the brains in. And I love spades the detail British. of like, that probably would happen where Wait, they start out. They start out really, really slow. In sync, slow. And then they get the, like, not the passion, but the kind of scared, like, they oh, we got to finish the it. They just, yeah, they go more, crazy yeah. with it. And then I, they, so they, there's this really intense scene with them smashing their brains in and then smash cut to them watching the news again. And yeah. Sean is so traumatized by what he's just done. <laughs> and Ed is licking the top of the Cornetto yeah. wrapper, which like, is just like so gross to see <laughs> after right after that blood like yeah. bloody gory scene he's completely desensitized from all the video games yeah it's please. so good it's such a good yeah. uh, but that's that's the kind of that's the that is the full cornetto um sequence in this yeah. film i would say there's no other mention i was it. trying to look this up before we get into a plot summary which we should do perhaps but uh i was trying to look up when the official cornetto trilogy got its title mm. like when they when he started uh when edgar started classifying this these movies as a part of a trilogy because mm. i don't think it was it definitely wasn't during Shaun of the dead it wasn't like when they made that they were like let's make an unofficial trilogy of uh, movies where people eat cornettos or whatever uh but i think the reason they have the cornetto in there in the first place was uh because you know write what you know edgar uses a cornetto as a hangover cure so it was like that'll do perfect yep. seems real seems authentic get it in there and then one way or another because they added that in there and they got the rights cleared or whatever, um, they were given like a whole bunch of Cornettos at a screening or something like that. They were given a massive package of them. <laughs> they're like, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, we should keep that thing going, yeah, right? Yeah. Get some more Cornettos in there. So I think it was almost as a way of like guaranteeing themselves more Cornettos, which they didn't ever get, which they were really <laughs> salty about because they were like, oh. uh, was to keep adding Cornettos into the thing. So yeah. in the next movie, Hot Buzz, uh, they had a different, a blue Cornetto, right? Which I think is I think plain. It's, I think it's the original. They get like, original. the original flavor. Blue because they're wearing the uh, blue police uniforms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, eh, can we have our Cornettos now? And they were like, no. Or no. I don't know what the Italian... They're definitely not <laughs> Italian. It's like Nestle probably or something. Yeah, or sure? Unilever actually. Unilever? What Unilever? the hell is that? That's the, like, the mother... That's like the head of the Hydra that owns like all these different oh my corporations. God. Uh, and yeah. Oh, so yeah, I'm trying. I was trying to work out when it all began, but I, it was somewhere. I, I guess it would have been during the making of Hot Fuzz mm. when they were like, "Yeah, this is a part of an unofficial trilogy," mm. uh, and it's called the Cornetto trilogy. Mm. Um, which is interesting because did he go in thinking, "I want to make a whole bunch of genre films, like a zombie one first up." It feels like uh, that. It feels an like action movie that. next up, and then maybe uh, like a twilight zone sort of body snatches and very much all through i mean invasion movies. we should say as well because the nick frost and simon Pegg, obviously the the two common leading men in these films yeah i feel like they're great in all three of them both yeah. of them great for like yeah. just kind of really like 
Again, sounds stupid. Well, that's, that's the other connection is that they have these bromances. Yeah, and, these and uneasy bromances. They're all different, yeah. but they're all they're all very uh, believable in the characters yeah. they play. Even though they like, because I think the dynamic in the first two films. Oh, actually, no, they're kind of different in all of them. The power dynamic yeah. switches in all of them. Essentially, yeah, 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 the yeah, third yeah. one I think is the biggest switch because Nick Frost is kind of the more grown up one of the two. Yeah, the yeah. The world's end is like a mirror of in, Sean. Yeah, and in the first two, it's 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 Sean or it's Nick Frost. It's uh, Simon Pegg. Sorry, being kind of the the child who hasn't grown up out of his. Well, no, it's well, I, what Nick Frost or Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg. He's he's become the Ed in a way because he's like, let's come on, we're still young, let's drink, let's just party, yeah. Yeah, in the last one, the first yeah, two, yeah, he's yeah, more the ones. older sibling or like a, at least yep. the more mature one. Yep. Um, but only just in this one, they're both kind of, <laughs> they're both pretty similar in this film in terms of yeah, you know, power ranking or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just do that? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was the <laughs> I don't think I'm like a week <laughs> Yeah, maybe cut that. Jesus, I laughed. <laughs> it was like a weird burp, but it was like the end of it. I was just like, <laughs> I didn't hear the burp, so I just heard you. It was just gas. Like you were done, like uh, you, uh, doing this fucking trilogy podcast. Are you, I hate it. Are you dumb? <laughs> are you dumb? God. Um, yeah, we'll edit that. Maybe. I don't think we need to do a plot summary. We can. Pretty simple plot, I guess. Basically, yeah. uh, well, actually, no, I think we should because a lot of this has to do with uh, Sean's relationship with Liz. It's a yeah. big part of the movie. Yeah, we haven't really touched uh, on that. Which we haven't touched on yet. It's like he is uh, an uncommunicative, communicative. He's an average boyfriend, basically. It's an interesting opening scene, isn't it? Because it's like for a zombie film. It's a, it has like almost multiple openings in my head. In yeah, well, has that I mean, opening like sweeping shot where you see all these zombies in inverted mm, commas, mm. people just like going through their lives or whatever. And maybe someone with a cold, I think. Again, like a, a slight like foreshadowing. Yeah, you just see all these like tired, sleepy, drony yeah. kind of people. You see Mary actually; she's in there. The the zombie, the first zombie they meet. She's at the doing a cash it, uh, working at oh, the. Oh yeah. 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 Apparently, the opening music to this film, or the opening kind of weird the, for the first like twenty seconds, there's yeah. kind of a weird sting, and yeah. that's apparently Edgar Wright has taken the coin machine thing that Nick Frost uses in the pub yeah. and kind of remixed that. Really? Yeah. I never found that. Damn. Yeah. That's, I, I, think I'm, I think I'm talking about the same thing. Simon Pegg mentioned it. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he means, he's yeah. kind of like, yeah, he's taken elements of the pub soundtrack. Yeah. Which is kind of these slot machine weird things mm. and this weird music. Cause it I know he uses a lot of uh, sound stuff from Dawn of the Dead movies because they had a, an assistant editor who had access to a library uh, because it was by Universal or whatever. Um and he could get them a lot of songs they wanted to use. And also a lot of stuff from Goblin, which is an Italian band that um, Edgar Wright really loves. Well, and they do a lot of like Italian horror movie soundtracks. And I, before we get into the plot, actually. Okay. If we do, if we, sorry. Uh-huh. What the hell was gonna, that? I was, <laughs> I was just going to get up uh, oh. the start because I want to play what I mean. The, the, oh, okay. The start of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get into the plot, if like, because we, we can go through it pretty quickly, I reckon. But yeah. um, the, what were we just talking about? Uh, uh, zombie goblin movie music. Uh, oh, coin machine. Uh, this is kind of. Um, I mean, you could talk, you could take the the don't stop me now pool scene where yeah. they're kind of hitting the zombies to the to the sound of the music to the beat of the music. You could kind of superimpose that as like, or you could you could be like, this is very much the precursor for Baby Driver and the film that he made oh after yeah. this trilogy, yeah, yeah, which is like yeah, yeah. Edgar using a soundtrack yeah. to kind of compose. And again, like that comes from his music video background as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like syncing up action with music and, and stuff. And that like reminds that. me, you mentioned, because you've seen both Baby Driver, which I have too, but you've seen the other one that he's done. Oh, his latest film, his Last latest Night film, in Soho. Which I haven't Dubai. seen. Yeah. And I wrote in my notes that, because I've seen Baby Driver, and I, I liked it when I saw it, but yeah. like it's not th something that I've gone back to yep. in the way that I've gone back to these films. Yep. And I would say that I think the thing that makes these three films like kind of undeniable or at least mm. like very like rewatchable and, and very enjoyable yeah. is his translation of like those British mm. elements into the genre films yeah. that just make it so enjoyable. Whereas yeah. baby driver is, is, is a, it's a good story. It's like, mm. but I, I have problems with the ending in terms of like, the, I don't know, third act stuff, but like 
yeah, it does, th- that doesn't sit as well in my brain as mm. these three films because mm. it feels like he's just playing in a sandpit that he's so much more familiar with yeah. and has so much more energy to like, oh, I got to give it the... Whereas Baby Driver just feels like, I want to put this soundtrack on a film. Yep. Let's come up with a cool heist movie. What did you watch Shaun of the Dead on? Uh, I watched Shaun of the Dead for the first time on DVD at my cousin's house and yeah. then the second time on Stan on my 4K monitor. So... I'm on stand right now, and I yeah. watched Shaun of the Dead like two nights ago. Yeah. And I've typed it in, and it's not there anymore. You kidding me? No. On stand? Not there? No. Nope. Really? Hot Fuzz, Spaced. Spaced is on there? Oh, damn. I should check that out. Shaun of the Dead is gone. Wow. So we oh, just... He, hmm? We must have just got it in there. Damn. That's insane. Been taken down. Whoa. I'm sure we could have gotten it anywhere else, but um, yeah, that is crazy. That is wild timing. Wow. Good stuff. We um, made it. We should watch Hot Fuzz really quick <laughs> in case they take that down. Very true, yeah. Yeah. Edgar Wright did, uh, by the way, we didn't mention the year. Did Shaun of the Dead was what? 2003? 2004. I've got 2004 here. 2004, yeah. I guess that's when Hot it came Fuzz out. Hot Fuzz was 2007. Yeah. Then he we, does Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim the world, which I do love. Yeah. I love that movie, like, very yeah, true. That's I forget about that. And then he was on Ant-Man as well, wasn't he? Before? He was. That's I think I'd forgotten about. He yeah. was going to be on Ant-Man. And I was, for some reason, trying to picture Nick Frost as Ant-Man. I was like... Eh, as like, Ant-Man? I don't know why. I was like... Eh, give, give me. I, for some reason, I, I could only picture Nick Frost and Simon Pegg being in, in, in his movie. Yeah, I was going to play the uh, opening of Shaun of the Dead to hear that soundtrack, but it's, but it's not, gone. Uh, it's gone now. I'm sure you can get it on YouTube. Yeah, maybe. It doesn't matter. Um... Uh, he was going to be on Ant-Man, but the, like I think the the the, the uh, Marvel Studios kind of jerked him around a bit because they had some extra... He wrote a very good draft, apparently, or like script. And mm-hmm. they were like a couple of weeks from going into filming. And then the studio got cold feet. They were like, we need something a bit more Marvel-y and less Edgar Wrighty, mm-hmm. which is a kind of a trend they've continued doing really where mm. it's like let's get these hip directors who have their own style yep and let's strip away their style and make sure that yeah. they just guns for hire <laughs> yeah they so did it's that really that they're just going hey look this name you love is on our film but yeah it's just like well that's what they did with the i haven't seen it but the um the eternals one they got the woman who did nomadland right yes and yeah, yeah, yeah that one i will say is like the the most beautiful looking marvel movie I've oh seen. really again not saying much no offense to all the creators attached to the marvel movies but mm. that one Stands apart. It wasn't a great movie, though. Mm. Oh, this um, definitely, like, they, yeah, they can look different, for sure. Yeah, this like one, like, just was strikingly like different. I was like, this actually looks like it's got some... Eternals. ...behind it, yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yes, weeks out from filming, they had some script doctors come in and kind of redraft the script. And yeah. they're like, well, there you go, Edgar, just as you left it. <laughs> hey? And he was like, what, what is this? What have you done? What is this? Uh, and so he left. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. I love this movie. I forgot how much I liked it. And I'm sure I'm going to love Hot Fuzz as well. So I'm keen to go into that. So yeah. And I have no hot takes to make on this movie either. Like I, I can't a make, good film. I can't make a claim about this being about uh, climate change or anything like that. I have no hot take like that. <laughs> I, I just enjoy the movie. I'm what? quite glad you don't it's have a hot It's tightly made. It is funny. Uh, the emotional stuff that hit you didn't hit me as hard. But okay. I don't care because I'm like the rest of it's funny enough. The, for me the mum scene didn't hit you? No, not really. Really? Yeah. Oof. Your mum's sort of British, though, so maybe it was like <laughs> a part of that's leaking in. Unless the character in the film isn't the same nationality <laughs> as my mother, I won't put I won't put any nothing, emotion to it. Nothing at all. Um, you watch uh, we were we were one we were, uh, well, well, we were warriors or the whale rider. You watch any Kiwi film and you're just like, oh, oh it hurts. you open me up. <laughs> you were really fishing for a Kiwi film. The boy, I, I named boy? a few. Boy. Yeah, he's made is it ones. Once for Warriors? That's it. That's it. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I've not. I've not, not that you're that. Maori at all. No, <laughs> that's the <laughs> other thing. I'm like, my dad is the furthest <laughs> Maori. Oh man. Oh dear. Um. Yeah, this is a solid movie. Yeah, it's good, and it yeah, uh, yeah it fits really well inside the unofficial trilogy. Yeah, it sets it up well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the other thread that connects them all is, of course, the the fence gag. Oh, of course. I have yeah. no idea when they decided to put that back in, but like, that's fucking. And he always says something. Um, he always, <laughs> he always says something cocky, but he does it well in Hot Fuzz. We'll have to check. He next does week. like flips I think he, around. He d- several, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's he does Nick who attempts. Yeah, it's Nick who it. just he just runs into it more than anything. <laughs> but I will say the thing that's made me laugh the most in any of these films is probably in the third film. So I'm excited about that. Wow. I okay, want you to try okay. and guess what it is when we see it. It's okay. great. 
I'm looking uh, forward to that. But that's that's that wraps up the first episode in the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun yeah. of the Dead. We will yeah. be back next week for Hot Fuzz. Sorry, we're wrapping this up a bit quicker than normal. We uh, I don't know if we're going to keep it in the edit or not, but don't be sorry. They're they're grateful. It's free. <laughs> the um, listeners are like, good. Good. You guys talk up. too long. Shut up. <laughs> no, Shut we're in. We're recording in a sound booth in a library, <laughs> and uh, they're just giving us the old wrap it up signal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not a soundproof booth, and they can hear us, and they're like, "Shut up." We're on the PA system. Shut up. <laughs> I got hot takes. Are you? Are, are, you, a zombie, are you a zombie? Uh, are you a zombie traditionalist? Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Swedish fish. <laughs> no, but the library is closing. We thought it closed. Imagine later. how angry a librarian would be about us talking, about us saying horn shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, idiot. Throwing like dictionaries at us. <laughs> fault. You um, fault. Do we have a segment at the end of each episode that we have to fulfill? No. We don't, do we? <laughs> Not really, no. I don't think so. Wait, no. No, it's the, it's the last it's the one, last one when yeah. we do a wrap-up. Oh, and, and then we do the wheel. Oh, and then we do the wheel. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I'm excited for the wheel, too. Do you want to spin the wheel now just for fun? No, you idiot. <laughs> it's okay, a sacred okay, wheel. Okay. God, okay. Uh, join us next week for Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Oh, man, I think I picked my mic. Let me do that again. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. There we go. <laughs> yeah, We're going to play both of those. In, play, in fact, repeat them. Repeat them all. Hot. <laughs> anyway. Hot. Uh, yeah, it's been yeah. fun. It's been real, Sean. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Edgar. Thanks, Simon, for making this spell. You can't keep that in because I was just like, yeah, yeah. You were talking during that? I no, didn't hear it. a little it. bit. I was like, eating. We got to end it on hot. <laughs> I was eating. Got to keep it on hot. Anyway. Okay, we'll end it there. Hot. Good night, everybody. Isn't that the announcement they do? Yeah, some guy saying thank you. Yeah. But I thought it closed at like 7 o'clock on weeknights. Why did you think that? Because the thing was open for booking until then. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just stay here as long as we can. Yeah. Uh